This is a classic podcast from Unqualified Gamers. Hear more at unqualifiedgamers.com. So now that you're living alone, do you just are you just like naked at all times? No, I've been keeping a surprising amount of clothing on. I don't know why. Just whatever. There is no reason for you to. You know that, right? Yeah. I, well, right now it's forty degrees in Chicago. Oh well, that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, it was like eighty two days ago, and then yesterday it just like the temperature just plummeted. Well, I see you need clothes for that. Yeah, no, I see that. I mean, that's... Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, the rest of the time, I mean, sometimes, but I don't know, I'm kind of comfortable with a shirt on. I like feeling like I'm armored, you know? Because, like, if I'm walking around naked or mostly naked and, like, I don't know, a box elder bug shows up or something, I'm f***ed. I don't think that's true. I I don't think I don't think box elder bugs actually attack anyone. No, dude, anyone. It, would be like, it would be like playing a new Final Fantasy game and running into a Tomberry. Because you're like, I don't know how powerful it is, but I know I'm probably f***ed. Because it's a Tomberry, you know? So, like, if I fought a bug without any armor on, then I have armor zero. It has attack of, I mean, even if it's, like, a Caterpie, it has an attack of one. And that's greater than zero. So then what? What? Think about that. I'm, I'm, I have no idea what we're talking about you anymore. You f***ing, uh, naked bug fighting is what we're talking about. On this episode of Unqualified, a video game podcast, is that uh, is that a new show on Fox? where two men qualify Talk about naked naked bug fighting? Two naked men qualify naked bug fighting to the death. It's not what our show does at all. Actually, our show doesn't. Our show doesn't do much. Let's be honest. Hey, we haven't done this in a while. No! I think we were now into the episode. This is like episode 32-ish, I think. You had really important things going on in your life, which are not as important as stuff that goes on uh, in the show. So, you know. Wait, what? I think our listeners can get it. I, I... think they get it that that occasionally, you know, real life happens. And we can't be there for you listeners. We're sorry. Wow. It's Cody's fault, though, just in case you all are wondering. It is. It is my fault. No, no, what, no listener, listen, we're back. And that – we took about a month off because I had to move into a new apartment and do lots of other important big adult things and blah, blah, blah. But we're back. Now, I'm guessing that – so now last summer we did not podcast a whole lot, right? Have we been doing this for a year now? Has it really been that it's long? It's been a year and a half, dude. We started last January. That's crazy. Right. And last summer, we hit a lull. I mean, we did not a lot last summer. So... I Yeah, I can see that. So, listener, you may end up seeing an episode every two weeks for the next few months. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's summertime. People want to go outside. You don't go outside. People want to go outside... Yeah, I don't want to go uh, outside. And, and, like, enjoy you know other people and the weather yeah um you don't but uh, you right. know other people may want to do that right so yeah yeah i can see how we, we could slow down i so, understand yeah and I, i'm not saying that's what's going to happen but listener i'm just going to predict that based on my traveling schedule because i'm doing a lot of traveling this summer and john's busy schedule I'm... i don't have a busy i don't have a busy schedule actually. okay well between... in fact i didn't know you were traveling oh okay all right well i'm traveling a little bit 
in any event... Where the hell are you going? What do you have to do? I'm doing a thing. I'm doing several things. And then what? I'm going to Gen Con in August. Yeah, I know. I got that. What are the things you're doing? I'm going to a wedding in Colorado in July. Okay. I'm going to Seattle in June. Oh, are you road tripping out there? Uh, no, we're flying out there. And then we're road tripping down to L.A. to visit Peter. Oh, that's kind of cool. Kind of cool. Oh, boy. And I wasn't going to spoil this because I haven't heard back from them yet. But this is relevant to the podcast. The day we arrive in L.A. is day two of E3. Okay. And my boss at WGN wrote a letter so that I had press credentials that I submitted to E3. <laughs> that is awesome. So I might be able to get into E3. And I haven't heard back from E3 yet, but I did submit information. That would be good. Now, our buddy lives in Pasadena, which is attached to Los Angeles. So, I mean, that you are going to be very close. Yes. So no promises to you or the listener, but there is a snowball's chance in hell that I may be able to go to E3 this year, which would, of course, be the most ridiculous thing probably ever to happen to me ever. It would be pretty hilarious. Um, so, but of course I'm missing, I would be missing day one, and I, I guess Nintendo is actually doing something this year, the first day or the day before. Oh, I don't know. I thought yeah. they were not doing a press conference. They're, they're not doing a press conference, but they announced some, like, pre-E3 mini-presser or something to announce new Wii U games. So they are doing a presser, but it's not... I don't know. It's Nintendo, man. They do anything they want. Yeah, they kind of do. You know how they are. They're just they kind of like, They kind of own video games. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, although, I don't know, there's always Sony and Microsoft as well. Yeah, that's uh, true. I mean, they, they owned video games at one point, but they still have a pretty good share, I would say. Oh, that's. I was just trying to segue into an Xbox discussion, but we didn't talk about what you're doing this summer. Uh, I have no plans this summer. There we go. We have uh, we have gone over what my plans are this well, summer. Well, that was the most boringest recap I have ever heard. Yeah, well, there's not much to do. I'm going to a wedding this weekend. That's my summer. I'm slow clapping in my mind, but I don't feel like actually clapping because then I have to mess with the levels later. I can hear your slow clap. So, no, I mean, my summer's going to be a little more low-key than I think it maybe it normally is. Uh, but I'm cool with that. And you just came back from Vegas. Weren't you there for like a week? I did, yeah, and it was awesome. It was everything I wanted it to be and more. You know, for the first time ever, I came back up in my gambling in Vegas. Really? How much? Not much, but I came up. Enough. So that was, yeah, 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 it was fun. And so I'll, t I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, the, what the most fun is. Probably my most fun thing going was, was I went when uh, the Chicago Bulls just started a new series versus versus the Miami Heat, right? And I am such a huge basketball fan. Oh my god, yeah, you're a, a such a, big and such, basketball fan. And such a huge Bulls fan. So I got to go and watch the first game and bet on the game. And it was just awesome because you go, I mean, if you're a sports fan, you get to like sit in these giant rooms with a huge, just a huge fucking screen. I mean, I'm talking like a, I don't know, it's probably 130, 140 inch screen. Oh. <sighs> Yeah, it's awesome to watch these games. And they have the audio going for the games as well, which is really cool. And you're in the same room with a bunch of people that have been in the game. So everybody has a ton of stock in the game. So no matter what is happening, people are cheering and going crazy. It, I can't think of a better uh, environment to watch a game in. Like, it was just 
it was the most fun. So that was some of the most fun I had on this trip was watching the Bulls game in a group of 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 fans. It was neat. Yeah, my dad has always told me that. I mean, yeah, like no matter what team is winning or losing or whatever's happening, people are going nuts the whole time. It's great, yeah. And I mean, my brother-in-law just went there for March Madness, which which he said was the craziest experience ever because, you know, I was there watching one game, but you go during March Madness and you're watching 64 games and a lot of them are going on at the same time. So you can just imagine how busy that that sports book has to be, oh, how, man. how crazy people are going in that case. Yeah, no, it was fun though. It was, we had a ton of fun. Good. I'm glad. So there you go. You got your traveling out of the way, and you did it at the right time when you're going somewhere warm. Well, was it warm? Yeah, it was. It was warm enough to sit by the pools, certainly. I mean, it got up, okay. to, 90, it got up to 95. Okay, because I know Vegas can be very cold even in like – well, it, cons- it can get cold like other random places at random yeah, times. Yeah, and considering Minnesota, while we were there, was 50 degrees, uh, like it was, it was justified. It was good. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So you've done some traveling. I will do some traveling. Uh, point is, listener, John and I are awesome. We love our lives. That's really what we were trying to say is just how great we are. God, yeah. we're so f***ing awesome. Well, that's usually what I try to impart. If nothing else, the listeners should go – should leave this podcast with a sense that I'm happier than, than you are. I, th- I think that's the main takeaway of this podcast. So, I mean, don't you – Hey, so before we segue into something like uh, like uh, relevant content, well, like the Xbox reveal specifically. Oh um, God! Word on the street is is that for like this the second time in three episodes we have now played the same video game. Uh, a little bit, a little bit, not a lot. Okay. So I booted up FTL um, like a week ago. So you got FTL a week ago. I, no, I got FTL like a month ago. And so then you I got moved... FTL a month ago. Yes. So I, I, I only have played not a lot of it. I've played maybe 20 or 30 minutes. Well, you remember how what a glowing review I gave that game. Yeah, you gave it a very glowing review, and you specifically mentioned how awesome the music is, right? Yeah. So you were super into that. So I, uh, I started playing, and my girlfriend was on her way over to my place, and I started playing... And she arrived like 15, 20 minutes after I started playing. So I did the tutorial, which is, of course is absolutely necessary. It, yeah, it's yeah, surprisingly sure. simple. Um, it is. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously it's... But it's also very difficult. Right. But really yes, hard, hard, easy to learn, hard to master kind of thing. Yeah. It, it was very um, accurate the way you described the way that it's like a board game. That yes. was the one. Yeah, I thought I thought it really does it, it, it does um, give you that board game kind of feel because there's a lot of different rules and nuances and things like that. But there's a really fun real time element. Um, so I enjoyed what little I played of it. Um, I put out a couple fires and then my ship exploded and it was you know a good time. Uh, not necessarily be you know I wasn't trying super hard because I I knew I wasn't going to be able to finish a full game. Um, so it's not like, oh, it defeated me right away. It's just, you know, I didn't commit a ton of time to it. But the reason I, I, I'm mentioning that I played it at all is because I left it on while I started talking to my girlfriend. She shows up, and we're talking in my room and, and hanging out a little bit. And I'm thinking, what is this song? And I keep looking over on my computer because I've been listening to a ton of Pandora lately, Pandora sure. Radio. love Pandora. I've, I've just – I'm a huge Pandora fan. Um, and I listen to a lot of kind of 
slow jam like techno-y slow jam-ish uh music like soft techno i don't know how to describe it not slow jam but i don't know how to describe <laughs> it but sometimes ambient like techno I, I have no idea how to describe it but this music keeps playing and i'm just like what is this and i i glance at my computer and just see like oh ftl's up okay like and kind of look away and not even think about it but the music like it took me 10 or 15 minutes to realize oh my god this is all like video game music that's playing right now yes. and it's awesome yeah isn't it great oh it's so good it totally sets the sets the mood of that game it's unbelievable when you said it i expected some really cool chip tunes like mega man 2 style this was good in a way that i didn't even realize the music was playing un- until i started paying attention to it no oh yeah no i i no, I understand what you're saying. I mean, for me, the thing that was so great about it was just how incredibly fitting to the mood of the game it is. And maybe you haven't played enough of the game to, to get a feel for that. Right. But, but like, it gets tense when the moments in the game get tense in, like, just this the perfect way. I mean, it, it quiets down when the game is quiet. Um, you, you know, sectors that are... are uh, are scarier sectors that like have have more adversity in them tend to have uh, a little bit kind of more chaotic music. I mean, it's just it it's done it's done incredibly well. It's done wonderfully. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's really the only thing I have enough experience with to comment on. Um, and again, it was just kind of on in the background during a conversation. Obviously, I heard it during the game didn't think much about it but then when it was on just in the background during a conversation then i was thinking about it more and more it's 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 just interesting it's it's very interesting it's it's very good music (laughs) yeah wait till you use your new 5.1 surround sound and bump that well the 5.1 surround sound is for my living room but i guess i do have hdmi cables now so i could hook up my computer to my tv couldn't i that's what i did Oh man, I'm in trouble. You need to do that. I got new 5.1 speakers, listener. So, and you haven't you tried go. them yet. You haven't tried them yet. You just set them up. So, you know, verdict is still out. I'm still setting them up. I still have to cut the cables for the uh, the center speaker. I, I I cut the cables, hooked up the four speakers, and, and well, ran the lines to my entertainment center. I'm gonna connect into the receiver soon, and then I'm like, oh wait, I have a center speaker still have to set up. So is and you you did the whole receiver plus speakers type thing. Um, what you, you wanted to, you wanted to get the all in one where you got like speakers and a receiver and everything. I did not. I really? wanted to get the all in one desperately, but uh, my sister's boyfriend actually recommended I was going to get a Yamaha all in one package, or there was one other brand, and he said if you want something a step up, you should get energy speakers. So I got an Energy Take Classic 5.1 speaker system. They had really good reviews. It was really on huge sale on either Newegg or Tiger Direct. I can't remember. Uh, and I got a Denon receiver, which I guess is a good brand, as you Google it. No, I haven't heard of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it's a really good brand, so whatever. Got that uh, refurbished for like 100 bucks cheaper than I should have. So, oh, sweet. Uh, we'll see what happens. What, what kind of, You have a Bose system, don't you? I've got a Bose speaker system with a Pioneer uh, receiver. Yeah, I've heard Pioneer is also very good. I think it's got four HDMI's, or, t- or it's maybe six. It's got it's got too many. It's got more than I need. Um, Why would you have six HDMI's? What do you what would you even do with that? Yeah, I know. And you know what the weird thing is? Is you can't plug the uh, the Xbox One directly into 
the receiver to make it work with the cable that you supposedly then also plug into the Xbox One. Okay, I'm not sure if you're just making. Fun. No, I'm not making that up. Like that's for true. Like it's weird. It's a weird thing. You need like a second box in between the boxes to make the speaker system work with the Xbox One. I think that may be the most flawless segue in the history of unqualified a video game podcast. Uh, I think you brought it up, so now it's not. Like you can't. If you draw attention to it, it. It breaks. I the think se- that may be the greatest segue between a topic and my pointing out of the segue and the next topic in so, the history. So the of biggest qualified. So we haven't recorded a video in a while. game podcast. We haven't recorded in a while. We just talked about that. The biggest news that has come out since the last time we recorded is the. I'm leading you here. I need you to finish my sentence. Smash Brothers DS? The Smash Brothers D- That's not what it is. That's not what it is at all. Uh, oh, uh, Man of Steel. Man of Steel. Have you heard um, the Hans Zimmer theme song? A Man of Steel. No, it's... No. It's a not, Man Made of Steel. No, it's... A just, robot. A robot. Just, <laughs> what is a robot? A robot. What, what the f- is a robot like what they got in the steampunks the robots oh my god uh let's just talk steampunk for the next half hour yeah that'll work hey uh so the xbox three six no not no, xbox the, 362 it's, it's, it's the xbox 360 minus 359 okay wait a minute so the xbox one so the the first xbox well um i yeah, I, I don't know. What do you think of the name? You know, I actually don't think the name's that bad. It's whatever. I mean, they have the... So, I get what they're going for. You know, it's it's the one thing you need in your console to take care of all of your electronic needs, except for the cable box that you need to plug into the Xbox. Like, I get what they're going for. They're going, <laughs> they're, they're going for that this is the one thing you need. You don't need anything else. Okay. I get it. Right. Um, it's okay. I, I don't know. It's it. It's on the same level to me as the PS4, better than the Wii U, which I think is a bad name. What? Oh, in terms of names. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah we're. Just, I thought we we're just talking about in terms of names here. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Whenever I think Wii U, I think Wii University. Right. So it's better. It's a. You know. It's better than the Wii University. Yeah. Because if they called it Xbox U, that would be like rough. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think about it? Uh, the name? Yeah. Um, ugh, I don't really care. I'm looking at it right now. So I, I pulled up uh, an art, a story that um, Kotaku, as much as I really hate Gawker's new layouts and a lot of their ads and their comment systems and their readers. Everybody always hates Gawker's new everything. Let's be honest. Uh, I, yeah, I thought they were really fine. Well, but their audience is awful now. Do you read Kotaku comments at all? Yeah, they're pretty bad. Dude! Everyone is a tr- is an asshole. Everybody's kind of an asshole. If you read Kotaku, listener, and you have ever commented on it, you're probably an asshole. To be fair, welcome to the internet, right? I mean... No, dude, it's especially bad. I mean, because it used to be, like, there used to be some, some intelligent conversation and, it's like, some discourse on there. Now it's just everything, like... People will comment, like, why would you write an article on this? Like, why would you blah, blah, blah? I mean, it, people are vicious on Kotaku. I, don't, I can't even read them anymore. Yeah, no. 
So right. there's that. Anyway, sorry, that was my tangent about Kotaku. The, this, the, the Kotaku audience is abysmal. And, uh, you know, I'll read a great article, and there's, like, it, it, it could have been posted five minutes ago, and there's, like, eight just flaming comments on there, like, oh, you're an idiot, or blah, blah, blah. It's, it's, I don't know. Now, but the point, the point is, the point is, is, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the console, and I, I'm looking at the, uh, the actual console. So the name, fine, okay, whatever, I'll take or leave. What do you think of how it looks? I, it looks boxy. I don't know. Like every, all of the shit that's underneath my TV is a box. Right. So it looks as boxy as all of that stuff. I'll be honest. I, I unless something is like atrociously ugly, <laughs> I, like I guess I don't, I don't really care. Yeah. Like like my like my PS3 with that matted finish cuz I've got a PS3 slim, like a PS right. PS slim or whatever it is. It, it looks really nice, but I never notice it. But if it I mean like I'm saying if it looked horrible, maybe my attention would be drawn to it. But honestly, as as long as it looks passable, like my big fucking Comcast box, it's huge and but I still don't notice that either. Right? Yeah, you don't yeah, gamers are so finicky these days. I really don't care. I guess is what I'm trying to say. I, I really don't. And you don't think it looks like a VCR? It, well, I guess it kind of does. <laughs> yeah, I see. I've I've heard that a lot. I I don't see it. I mean, I it's it's like I think it's like you said. It's like a box. Yeah. How many? I mean, everybody's got boxes. You know, you got an Apple TV box. You got the whatever Windows version of that. Yeah, is. that's what I'm saying. Is it just looks like a freaking box to me? That's that's what it is. All right. So we've gone over the look of the uh, the console. Um, so let's talk, well, I would like to talk about the presser, but some of us didn't watch it. Yeah, you can, but I know what happened in it. I mean, I followed it and I followed the live tweets of it too. Keep in mind, I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there at work, probably killing people in the process, but I was like following it religiously (laughs) because I was, I was interested. I mean, it's a big deal. So it's a new console. (laughs) And you it should have been. It should have been a big deal. It, it should have been a big deal. That's true. But you immediately hated it, right? No, I didn't immediately hate it. No, not at all. No, I, I was, I was lukewarm on the experience as I was watching the live tweets come in because it was just, it was just the, the all the live tweeting was just a repeat of what was happening during the presser. So there was very little commentary. There was very little. Um, subjective information going on during the actual presser. Now, all of that came afterwards. So, I was making my, I was kind of making my own judgments as the as the press conference was going on. Um, but I just remember thinking, while it was happening, like, there's a lot of stuff I just don't really care about. <laughs> like features? Yeah. Well, and not just, not just like features, but features that they were emphasizing. Yeah. Like, they spent, they spent a while at least from what from what it felt like to me again i'm just reading live tweets but they felt they it seems like they spent quite a while on tv oh yeah on like the the cable portion of this thing and not, maybe not just necessarily cable but just like the tv portion of this thing and for me it's like well i we're cable subscribers so like i don't i don't understand why that's important to me sure so that makes sense yeah no the first i mean the first half hour was tv Straight yeah. up, did uh, but but you didn't and Im- immediately hate everything, right? No, 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 not at all. Okay, not at all. And we can talk about like the, the problems I have later. But like sure. when I when we were do- when when I was like watching the presser, it was more just like, all right, this isn't this just is it wasn't stuff that I found myself getting excited about. Okay, 
That's fair. And see, I did get excited. And, you did. Not... and and what made you excited? Like, what was getting you so excited? I guess I, just the level of tech that it's reached. And it was really hard to not think about Sony's PS4 presser pretty much the whole time. Well, sure. And... I mean, that's they came out first. That's right. what happens. I guess I was excited because from the get-go, they pretty much immediately did right a lot of the things that Sony did wrong. And to me, I processed that and I'm feeling like, wow, yeah, they're knocking that out of the park because sure, of that give, give me Sure, give me an example. Showing the console physically. Okay, and that's a, that's a big deal to you. Because I didn't care with with the PS4. I didn't really care all that much. I guess I really didn't at the time either. Uh, it was it was more so just reading all of the complaints afterwards. Like, oh, we can't even see it, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I don't know, but I, I feel like it was a win for them to be like, boom, here it is. Here's the console. Sure. Here's the controller. I, I, I feel like there is something to be said for that. Um, they also – well, this is later – much later in the presser, but they actually had women involved in the presser. Yeah, I agree. That was – that was a and that was who knows that could have easily been thrown in within the last two months uh due to the press that sony got over their press conference but yeah i agree i mean it's good to see freaking women in gaming mainstream definitely yeah it actually was really refreshing when they came out i was like oh wait these people are females i, I like that um so those were a couple things that they did kind of right off the bat but then they also followed Sony's formula of talking about random features and internet and TV connectivity and entertainment stuff, like, for an hour before they got to any actual games. But I think that is the... That is this generation's... Uh, that's just what they're going for. They're going for these all-in-one boxes. I mean, that's what they want. That's what I used them for. I used Netflix on my 360 more than I played games for the last two years, probably. And for my PS3, every time I download or, you know, have, like, download some TV show on iTunes or whatever, uh, or, or buy a movie or something online, I take it from my computer, throw it on a flash drive, stick it on my PS3 so I can watch it on the TV. Now, my new TV has a USB drive uh, in it, so that's that cuts out the middleman. But for a while, I didn't have that, so it was like, boom, my PS3 is my media player. It's my, it's my computer that's connected to my TV. And I think you may have just touched upon what I think the biggest problem with these all-in-one boxes is. Boxes are... Bo- the problem with what's happening <laughs> with, pro- this new gen- boxes with, this, with this new generation of consoles yeah. is that they are... They are competing for this space in the living room that is no longer just a space that game consoles are competing for. It's the it's the same space that an Apple TV is competing for. It's the same space that a Roku box is competing for. It's the same space that your f***ing smart television with the apps that your television comes with yeah. is competing for. So, like, they're starting to branch out into these areas that are not that are not traditionally gaming related. And now, whether that's a good or bad thing, you know, that's that's subjective, but it could easily be argued that with the emphasis and the effort put in these areas, they would have had to have taken effort away from some other areas of these systems. At least that's how I view it. I, I guess I'm... 
when when I think of of these like extra features that I don't care about, it's it's like they they are they're kind of emphasizing these bells and whistles that are attached to these consoles without emphasizing the games, which is the reason why I want these consoles. Well, it's the reason you want these consoles, and it's the reason most of the reason why I want these consoles. But what about? I mean, marketing-wise, does it make sense? Well, I I don't know. I mean, we're probably not the traditional people buying these consoles anymore. We used to be. Yeah. When we were, when we were younger, but we're we're not anymore. I think. I think it it probably is necessary to try to appeal to these demographics. I mean. Honestly, with this NFL deal that Xbox locked up, they probably have sold a lot of consoles with just that. I mean, I don't even know what the deal is. I, I, the details of that deal probably haven't even come out yet, I don't think. Um, well, I can tell you some of the, you know, about the fantasy football stuff, right? Yeah, that it's that's that's going to be accessible straight from the Xbox, correct? Yeah. I, I will tell you the multitasking capabilities of the, of the Xbox One... Uh, are I I was really wowed by that. I was really wowed by the fact that you could be watching a movie and say like you know say to your connect your magic Xbox peripheral you, know, you could say uh like Xbox watch on channel eight and then a sidebar pops up or whatever and then you're browsing you know like a TV guy with your smartphone. Uh, the guy even said he's like, you can play a video game while you're waiting for matchmaking in another video game. So I'm playing Halo Three or Halo Reach or Halo Four, and I'm in the lobby and I'm waiting for a match and I'm waiting for the new map to load. Well, I'll just push that screen over the side a little thumbnail and play Forza Motorsport on my main screen. That's like, pretty cool. Holy sh! <laughs> this is the Minority Report of gaming, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, no, that's, that's. I agree. That's badass. pretty nice. That's what they're doing in fantasy football, and I think that's that's a value add that you're not going to get anywhere else with football. With fantasy well, no, because you're going to be able to watch football, jump over to your fantasy stuff, right? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, the th- what they showed was basically they showed a football game on the screen, and then a, a sidebar, you know, kind of snuck in, like the sidebars on ESPN. And a sidebar showed up with a list of your fantasy players and their names and, uh, and, and their, their performances. St- yeah, and like when one of them like would run, uh, you know, for a certain number of yards or make a touchdown or whatever, like that player's name popped up to the top and like you know has a little graphic and like sparkles and stuff and plus fifty points now, or whatever. Now here's my argument to you, um, or to to this just this in general. I. I was I got into fantasy football for the first time last season and I loved it. It was awesome. I had so much fun with it. And I watched games with my iPad. And my iPad had an official ESPN fantasy football app on it. Sure. And the exact same thing would happen when players made plays as I was watching the game on the TV. Dun dun dun. But it was the exact same thing. I mean, the players' names would highlight, it would show their increase in points. With the with the fantasy football app that I was watching, it gave it gave the last play of every single game that your players are in, so the play that was run. So you're basically also following the games at the same time. Hmm. So, I, I I guess I guess this goes back to my previous statement just a few minutes ago of there are other devices that are already already kind of firmly in these areas of our lives. Sure. So that's. 
that's where I'm like, well, okay, the system can do that, but it, but a lot of other things can do too. Like, I guess my thing is, what can this system do that other stuff can't? Like, that's what I want. And interestingly, I mean, when you put it that way, all the consoles of this the seventh generation console war is that what we're at? I think I thought I read that somewhere. But all all the systems of this console war, the Wii U does that the best. Yeah, it kind of does. Because the Wii U, you can take anywhere and play using the actual controller, the screen on the controller, instead of your your um your TV. Sure. So you could, you could be you could God you could be anywhere you could be in the hospital bring your as Wii long U. as you're tethered right as long as you're tethered to the Wii U. yeah as long yeah. as you're as long as you're tethered to you know an electrical outlet you can go literally anywhere and just pop it in pull out your controller and you're playing the Wii U yeah that well, I, is, well, that's, that's cool yeah that but that's something unique that you cannot do with anything else you cannot take your Xbox. One or Xbox 360, you cannot take a game anywhere. You've got the, the your console is hooked up to a TV and plugged in, and there you go. I would argue that the that depending on how the PS4 um, kind of markets itself, you may be able to do that with the Vita. That's true. Depending on on where they position that particular system. So, but again, we'll have to see how that pans out. And I think we're kind of getting off topic. So, let's get back to the to the to the Xbox presser, right? So, they come out and they talk about TV for a long time. Sure. And I think when they talked about TV, they also talked about this NFL deal, right? That was yeah. in the same kind of the same breath. Yeah. So okay, so we've got a we've got a video game console. We're gonna come out, and the first thing we're gonna lead with. Did they talk about the specs as well? Like, did they uh, talk about the actual yeah. stuff inside the hardware? Yeah, the specs are pretty comparable to the PS4 specs. It's got a eight core CPU. I don't know what that means. Uh, eight gigabytes of system memory, which is equivalent to the PS4, I believe. Uh, 500 gigabyte hard drive, which apparently is not removable or upgradable uh, from what I read somewhere. Okay. Which people are not a big fan of right well, now. That's, that's, I mean, that's certainly not a a good thing. Right. I mean, uh, at the same time, 500 gigabytes is not really anything to sneeze at. Well, but you have to install every game on this. Exactly. System. So, we'll see. Um... And, I mean, you're talking Blu-ray discs, which hold, what, 26 gigs a disc? That's I mean, it's... true, yeah. Well, up to, you know, they're not only going to use all of that. But, yes, a Blu-ray sure. drive, uh, the Blu-ray drive, obviously, a pretty good value add. Uh, wireless Wi-Fi, obviously, uh, HDMI in and out, USB 3.0, um, you know, a, a couple probably other specific things that I just really don't care about. Uh, but, yeah, they released the specs, so there was that. And Connect is going to be now the Connect 2.0 is going to be bundled in every system. Right. You knew that, right? Which which is cool, right? It's like, hey, we got to we got to connect. Okay. I think so. I, 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 you know, it's funny. Uh, my uh, my old roommate used to complain all the time that Netflix, the Netflix interface on Xbox 360 is terrible. He hates it. And apparently it was designed specifically for use with Connect. It was. So there you go. So I'm I'm glad that Microsoft isn't um, going to be deprecating the quality of experience. Deprecating is probably not the best word, but uh, diminishing the quality of experience for certain things to try to push certain products. You know, like if if you want to build your infrastructure around having a Connect, then pack it in. Great. Right. 
So I'm sold on that. That's cool. And I, I think the voice command stuff is awesome. I think saying Xbox wake up is awesome. It's an interesting decision to require the Kinect to always be on the Xbox, I guess, in my opinion. Um, yeah. And I don't know if you've heard any of the controversy surrounding this, but the Xbox is a camera. <laughs> yes, I was and, about to mention this. Yeah, and, and the camera is always on. Now, if your Xbox is on, the camera will be on. And, you know, frankly, I don't I don't think there's anything too... I don't think that the company is going to be taking pictures of people and looking at them or using using that kind of data. But the idea of it, I can see why it disturbs some people. Mm-hmm. Like, me personally, it doesn't bother me. But I can see why it would bother some people to yeah. have a, a, a camera that's always on in your house or apartment. I mean, that's, you know, that could be seen as kind of intrusive. Right? And what if somebody hacks it? Yeah, and that... Yeah, and that's something that I guess I didn't really think about, to be honest. I mean, um, chances low, but it is 2013. Chances of yours, I guess, specifically getting hacked are low, but chances of them getting hacked, period, probably pretty good. One would think. So, yeah. you know, yeah, there's that. But for the most part, I think it's cool they're they're packing in the Connect. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I think the Connect is great. I think it's cool that they're packing it in. I don't, I guess I don't necessarily understand the requirement to have it always connected, is my thing. I think it's just because they're building, they're going to build the dashboard around it. Like, they're, they're just going to, it's just going to be part of the functionality. I mean, that kind of makes sense to me, you know, like, uh, you know, a computer pretty much has to have a keyboard hooked up to it, or you can't sure. really use it. So yeah, I, I, I think that's, that's what they're doing. They're just building it to where... You just gotta have it. Um, uh, that said, I hope it doesn't drive up the price too high because they haven't announced any prices yet. No, and no, and nobody will until E three. I don't think. Right, but I don't know if I'm gonna have the money to drop on a new console if it's five hundred bucks. Yeah, it might actually make the the Wii U look pretty appealing at its whatever is what is like two. Is it at two fifty now for the low model, or is it three hundred still for the I low model? I think it's three for the low. Yeah, regardless, I think it's going to be a lot. I think it's going to be probably a hundred dollars less than these systems. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's two fifty for the two fifty for the low. Okay, so yeah, I mean, it's like it's once these other systems come out, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll see a bump in the in the Wii U sales. And if Nintendo announces some kick-ass games, which, right. as you've mentioned, is generally the primary reason for buying a game system, right? Nintendo is the best first-party... Well, it's the best video game developer in the world. Ever. <laughs> Name the last bad Zelda game or Smash Brothers game or uh, Metroid game or Mario game. I mean, the list goes on. Nintendo just... They bring it. They've got the games. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no, and that's, that's their They're... focus, and that's their, that's their thing. So I think they could uh, make a big comeback this holiday season. I'm actually excited for that. Um, I am excited about the new Xbox controller. Have you yeah, seen the that? Con- yeah, and the controller looks great. Some of the stuff that they have... The new D-pad, big deal. Oh my considering god. The considering, the, finally. considering the D-pad and the current one is horrendous. <sighs> yeah, I mean, it's it's basically unusable. Yeah. Basically. I mean, it's it, you know, you, you can use it if you absolutely need to, but it's not enjoyable. No, not um, at all. So that's kind of neat. And then I've heard that the... Uh, from all reports, the rumble and the actual triggers is a really neat thing too. So, 
Um, and those are just two of a, a bunch of things that they've done. I know they've changed a lot of stuff. So that's neat. Um, good on them for taking something that they already had done very well and trying to make that even better. Mm-hmm. Because that, as far as things go on the Xbox, is one of the best things about the Xbox 360. And uh, you'll you'll notice a very distinct lack of a touchpad or anything like uh, the PS4 controller has. Yeah, no no new bells and whistles on theirs. It's just straight up controller stuff. I I can totally respect that. Yeah, with that in mind, do you think any developers are going to utilize the PS4's touchpad? Maybe. Uh, you know, my opinion on this, and I actually I actually did give some thought to this. My my opinion on this is, if you can support it, like if if it can be on your controller, why the f*** not have it on there? Because even if no developer uses it, the potential is still there. And you still have everything that another controller has on there. That makes sense, like, but the, cost. Yeah. Well, sure, but I, I honestly don't think that the cost of those touchpads is that high. I mean, I, I, I just really don't. Okay. Yeah. I don't I don't think that that's a, that that's a, a, a concern. I mean... You're probably talking about like maybe like a you know whatever like a twenty dollar difference. And yes, maybe I'm talking out of my ass right here. I guess I don't really know, but I can't imagine that a a touchpad like that, not even like a touchpad that an iPhone or iPad has, mm-hmm. but just like a, a a legitimate like sensory touchpad where you have to where it's 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 basically I think it's basically like a rotary touchpad like on a like on a uh, like on a, a ball mouse or something. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I can't imagine that that costs a lot of money to put in there. And again, my point is, if it can support it, if you can have it in there, why not put it in there? Because some developer, it only takes one game to really make some really cool use of it, to make you feel like you got like you got your your use out of that portion of the device. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know what to think about the touchpad. Honestly, I I just have to see it. I have to see how it's used before I can make any judgment calls on it. But but that's the thing is even if it doesn't get used even if you've got this touchpad on the on the controller and it doesn't get used ever let's just let's use the hypothetical it doesn't get used sure. ever and it didn't drop it didn't you can't tell you, you don't have a perceived uh, feeling that like drove up the price of your console right. who the f- cares then? right who care who cares that makes sense. it's just a device that's yeah it's just a device that's on your controller that never got used but it's there who I mean who cares are you saying Microsoft should have put it on the Xbox One controller not at all no I, I because I wouldn't make that judgment until I saw games try to use it right okay but I, I'm saying that I don't think it hurts anyone to have it on there no I don't think it hurts anybody either as long as it doesn't drive up the cost but yeah you're probably right it's probably cheap uh, so back to the press conference Sorry, that was like a really random sidetrack on touchpads. Like, of all the tangents we could have gone on, a touchpad is, like, the one I would have predicted the least. Yeah, that's, that's true. So, uh, so they, they talked about TV a bunch, and then what did they get to? Uh, TV a bunch, then specs, and then, uh, the Halo, the Halo TV series. Thoughts? I, I'm not really attached to Halo, so I, I guess I don't really care all that much. And again, you're, you're announcing a TV series based on a video game, traditionally... Media based on video games doesn't do well. Um, so you're talking about a a TV series based on a video game at a new console release press conference. Like I, <laughs> I don't understand the point of it being there. Steve... Maybe E3. Maybe E3. E3. I could see it being at E3 because it's because that's like you know that's like here's the like here's the new Halo game we're working on. And in conjunction, there's going to be this awesome yeah, TV series. that's true. Series. It actually didn't make any sense for them to have this. I think probably it was just to get Steven Spielberg there. 
Was he actually there? No, he had a video. I guess for me, it's what uh, this is another whatever. Like it doesn't pr- really, it doesn't really pertain to me. But I know there are people that f-ing just love the Halo lore, and for those people, this was probably awesome. And you know, good on them. Like I'm not gonna judge that. That's you like that. So you're saying you're not going to buy an Xbox One based on the fact that Microsoft is having Steven Spielberg produce a Halo TV series? Well, can't... That doesn't sell the console to you? Right, right. No, that doesn't sell the console to me. You, that's an accurate statement. That's weird. Yeah. That's weird. Because I, I would think that if you find out that Steven Spielberg's doing a TV show about a game, you would want to buy an Xbox One. Yeah, I guess you're making a pretty good point as to why that didn't sell me. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, then they talked about games. Then that's good, because that's that's one of the things that we wanted to hear, right? I mean, we wanted to hear about games. Yeah, yeah they're revamping Xbox Live a bit. I guess they're going to um, up the friend cap to 1,000 um, and there's going to be a new, like, reputation system, which hopefully will facilitate a friendlier Xbox Live, of course. Um, you know, good on good on them for trying to uh, work on that cesspool that is Xbox Live, right? I mean, it is a, you know, it's a horrible place to play public games. What's the last multiplayer game you played on Xbox 360? Oh, it's been a while. Um, maybe Assassin's Creed Brotherhood? Because, see, I thought that, too, what you said about how it's the worst place. And, honestly, it's gotten a lot better. Because, like, I remember back in the day playing Halo 3, and even back with Halo 2, it was just brutal. The second you got on, it was racial slurs and swearing and everything under the sun. And you don't get that anymore, almost to the point where I miss it. I actually go on sometimes, and, like, if I get in a room with somebody that's incredibly, like, verbally abusive and violent, I I actually try to stick with that person for a while because it's just so over the top, it seems cartoonish to me. Sure. Anymore. Okay, but the point point is, is they're they're trying to make that better. Yeah, yeah. Good good on them, I guess. But, yeah, good on them for for cleaning it up. And, no, that stuff's not good, and it's not family-friendly and whatever, but I don't know. There's... I think nostalgically there's a little bit of fun in the the absolute ludicrousness of how ridiculous these people are. Yeah, interesting to me that your Xbox Live, while we're on Xbox Live, your Xbox Live account is going to transfer over if you are current... Like, they're going to use the same infrastructure in terms of payment, which means that it is still going to be a paid service. Yeah, um, not a fan. That's a a bold f***ing choice, because PlayStation's infrastructure was free on the PS3. Mm-hmm. They didn't they didn't mention a pay structure for the PS4's online infrastructure. So right. that's a bold choice to continue to make people pay for it. Because I, you, yeah. because when both of these systems come out at the same time, nobody has a leg up at this point. Like there's a zero install base on both sides. That's true actually. So I mean because the Xbox 360 came out early. So that got a, that got a jump on the PS3. Not to mention the PS3 came out at a, at, at a stupid price. I mean, just a dumb like six hundred dollars, whatever it was. So uh, it, it, you know, it was prohibitive. It was a prohibitive price to buy that system. So right. by the time that the PS3 could catch up at all, Xbox 360 had such a large install base that people had already gotten accustomed to paying for this service. I mean, you're going to start. Everybody's going to start on a kind of a fresh foot here. 
when these systems come out at the same time. So, well, here's the, and I agree. I agree that this is when you, I didn't really think about that, and this is absolutely different because neither system is backwards compatible. Right. So all PS4 and Xbox One get. Talking about the next-gen consoles and going up a number to PS4 and down 359 numbers to Xbox One is so f***ing confusing. It is. It's really weird. It was it's, a weird. It's a weird choice, but to put Xbox One. But again, I mean, they had. They've got a good reason, and I again, we you know, we don't think it's a bad name. No, they should have called it Xbox Four, because then it's Xbox Four and PS4. Yeah, that would have been nice. They should have really just come up to their competition's level. I agree with you. Because there were two different uh, models of the Xbox 360, so just call one of them f***ing Xbox 2 and the other one Xbox 3. All right? Great. Stupid. Anyway, what the f*** was I just saying? Uh, we were talking about backwards compatibility there for a second. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this is, so that's a huge thing. Um, uh, but... And I, I was talking to somebody else about this. Now, I'm not in, as into first-person shooters as I used to be, but I, I talked about this when I talked about Bioshock Infinite, okay? Kick-ass game, loved it, hate the PlayStation controller. Now, granted, PS4 is revamping its controller a bit, but if I'm, if I'm faced, if I have a PS4 and an Xbox One, and I get the new Call of Duty game, regardless of additional downloadable content, because the DLC for those games. It's garbage. I will never pay for DLC for for any first-person shooter ever again because it's garbage. So Microsoft exclusively getting the DLC first? I don't care. So let's say I've got a Call of Duty and I can get it for either console and I've got them available. I'm going to go 360 all the way because I just like the controller better. Yeah, and now, that's, that's legitimate. Now, does that mean I'm going to pay $50 a year? for xbox live in addition to buying the game just so that i can enjoy the controller better than the ps4 controller honestly i think for a lot of first person shooter aficionados the answer is yes yeah i think i think i think that's just what it boils down to is you're probably right and and people that have grown so accustomed to this particular controller i mean i i you know like if if that's worth it to you, that that's the thing is as that's I guess that's a personal thing. You have to make a value judgment on that. Uh, for me, it is it's not it's not worth it. If you're going to have two similar systems, and then and it seems like like the PlayStation is really trying to really trying to revamp their online infrastructure. Mm-hmm. So if you've got two systems with good online infrastructures, why would I not take the one that's free if it's free? For you, yeah. For people that don't care about controller right. options. Right. Sure. So it's going to be a very interesting console war. Yeah. I, like I said, it was a very bold choice to do that. Yeah. To just say, yeah, no, f*** it. We're going we're gonna to keep charging because people are paying for it, so why would we not stop charging? I mean, that's really what it boils down to is if people are going to pay it, you're going to charge money for it. Yeah. And... Um... You know, if both of these consoles come out at 500 bucks, you know Nintendo's probably going to drop the price of the Wii U for the holiday season. Yeah, well, hopefully. If they were smart, that is what they're going to do. Oh, God. Dude, if they if they lower the, the black Wii U, the, the premium one, to 250 and these other consoles are $500 or more... Oh, yeah. I mean, that's... It's going to cost half and have a much, much wider video game library that's backwards compatible. Yeah, I know. That's a big thing. I agree. 
So, this is going to be very interesting. Anyway, back to the presser. Good lord. Um, we've really covered pretty much a lot of the presser. Honestly, a lot of these weird nitty-gritty details that people are pissed about and that you probably want to talk about happened after the presser. Because they, they basically went from uh, straight from that whole Xbox Live talk and all that stuff to talking about... Uh, like three games, okay? They talked about well, sports games. I'm lumping as one giant category. They're like because they what they announced their partnership with EA. Yeah, with EA, which which I thought was kind of funny that the first guy they brought on stage that's not a Sony guy is an EA guy. EA having just been voted world's or America's worst company. Yeah, I don't know. That's <laughs> I, that's whatever. That's weird. Yeah, but people hate EA, right? They so, do. Yeah. Like, like here to announce the the first games for our system. Now that you've listened to us talk for an hour about TV shows, is a rep from the world's most hated video game company. Good job, Microsoft. I so they that was so they brought out EA for a couple, and they talked about some sports games, and they they talked about the new the new respawn game. What, what's the the other company that? Uh, Remedy. Remedy. The new Remedy. Yeah, there was a yeah. Remedy game that was there. Quantum uh, Break. Quantum Break, and then there was another. There was a first person shooter there too that was exclusive, right? That they uh, were talking about. Well, Call of Duty is um, Call, of, Call of Dog. <laughs> Call of Doggy. Microsoft is getting. Uh, DLC exclusively first, yeah, whatever. Yeah, so it's not exclusive. Sure. And like I said, first person. Sh- oh my god, first person shooter DLC is such garbage. Point is, is that Call of Duty was there. They got a little recognition because Call of Duty is now associated with Xbox One because that was where it was announced. Call of Doggy. Um, I don't know about the whole do- uh, the internet reaction to the amount of focus they put on the dog model has been hilarious has, it has been amazing it has been it has been hilarious i do have to say that that's been pretty awesome yeah call of duty ghost dog have you seen that that uh that cover no so the cover the cover of of call of duty ghosts is the silhouette of a guy looking right all you see is the top of his helmet covering his face and then you just see his mouth um and it's again it's like silhouetted dark like dark art i mean it's you know it's it's dark it's and then there's a there's a a photoshopped one called call of duty ghost dog and uh it's that exact same hell that exact same silhouette only there's a snout of a of a of a german shepherd coming out from underneath the helmet <laughs> oh, God. and it looks so realistic it looks good it's good uh... it's good stuff but the point is is there's you know there's a game that they announced that's coming out for all systems including pc um, yeah. That's Call, of, that's Call of Duty. I mean, it's coming out for everything. Yeah. They just announced it at the Xbox event. Yeah. Even though okay. everybody already knew about it, so it really wasn't being announced. They just sure. talked about it. Sure. And now they did something that I both admire and have a problem with, and they announced that they were going to have exclusive content. And they were going to have a lot of exclusive content, or what I think is a lot of exclusive content. I, I agree. I think it's a lot. Yeah. They said, what, 15 games, eight of which are new IPs, right? Yeah. Here's my problem. They didn't announce anything specifically, and that scares me because what what they really could have done to f-ing blow your socks off is at least like one or two new IPs that were really interesting because what I fear is that a lot of these new IPs that they're talking about are going to be like connect only type stuff. Stuff that is uh that is not necessarily appealing to to me as a core gamer, somebody who's not going to use that connect all that much. Oh, yeah, so, you're right. So that's one of the things that I fear is like like 
you can just give me lip service and say, hey, we've got... It's like when... It's like at the PS4 press conference when Sony comes up, or when uh, Square Enix comes up and says, and we are working for a, on a new Final Fantasy game. Yay! It's like... <laughs> It's like you don't, you know, you don't give me any kind of specifics, and then my mind runs wild with all of the horrible possibilities you could have for me. Without yeah, like any... a uh, like a PS4 port of Final Fantasy Airborne Brigade. Right, like that. Like that's their new Final Fantasy franchise, and that's for all I know, that's that's what they've got for me. So, uh, I I admire that that they've got that much like exclusive content in the works. Uh, because frankly, exclusive content is what's going to sell me on your system. I mean, I need I need something that I can come to your system for that I can't get anywhere else. So, good on them for that. But you didn't give me any information other than other than this what this one uh, quantum break, right? That's the mm-hmm. that's the only real exclusive that sounds interesting at this point that they've announced any kind of detail on, right? Yeah. Yeah, I never thought of the Connect deal, but you're absolutely right. They could be super gimmicky, like it could it could just be like like a bunch of Disney Connect stuff. Yeah, you know, and I mean, especially with the partnership with EA, who is now making all of the Star Wars games, it could be like Star Wars Connect stuff or something. I mean, it. it the point is, is nobody knows anything, and I think that I think that we're we're starting to get to the biggest problem with this press event. But you can continue. Oh, okay. Um, the only, I mean, they they pretty much ended with. Now, I I was at work watching the presser over lunch, streaming, and I had to leave for a twelve o'clock meeting. Uh, and I expected to miss a bunch of stuff because Sony's PS4 presser went, went two uh, hours. Did it? Was it two? It went two. Yeah, it did. I, I, it went. I thought it was ninety minutes. I think it went two. Okay. Well, it was at least ninety minutes. Yes, it was at least. 90 I, minutes. I thought ninety. But I left when they were shooting the Call of Duty dog, and apparently that was the end. They they pretty much finished with the Call of Duty trailer, and they're yeah, like, "All right, C E3." I think they went about an hour. I think so it was, it, was a, it must have been an hour and five minutes, or very close to an hour, maybe an hour ten. Um, they kind of ended with that. The one thing I did skip is the new achievement system, which is interesting. Um, it's now less about apparently it's less about what you've done and more about how you play I don't know what that means I mean I I feel like it means I think I think that what they're doing is they're going to make a more dynamic achievement system and that people are like the developers of the games uh, the publishers of the games are going to be able to update them a little more on the fly um I think that's more of what they're talking about so well, like your achievements can morph in game a little bit I think maybe um apparently you can earn achievements in more ways since new achievements can be added dynamically at any time. I don't know what that means. The new achievement portal, and this is all cloud-based, which apparently is a huge deal somehow. I don't know. But it doesn't show you what you earned, but how you earned it, so it's very personalized. So maybe, like, what weapon you used to kill a boss, or uh, if you took a shortcut in a racing game to get a certain time, I don't know. That's right, and they were actually talking about, and and this is something we didn't talk about in the in the um, the tech portion of of the stuff we were talking about. But they are they're going to be offloading a lot of a, a lot of work that your system needs to do to the cloud, which is kind of interesting. Um, which means that you probably are going to have to be connected to the internet, even though they didn't say that. 
Yeah, so so let's get into the non-presser stuff because this is where shit it gets, gets interesting. Real. That's where it gets interesting. I yeah, think. well, yeah. and we'll start with the cloud. So what my understanding is, and correct me if I'm wrong, but um, let's say you're you're playing a game and you've got like your guy in the buildings around you and some stuff nearby you, and that's be and that's coming from your Xbox One is processing all that and stuff like that. Well then far off in the background there's like a dragon flying in the sky or something. And that's not actually being processed by your Xbox One, but is being processed by the cloud? Right. So they have gone from they they currently use fifteen thousand servers. I don't remember I saw this figure, but they they currently use fifteen thousand servers to house all of, of uh, Xbox Live, all of the the working of Xbox Live, they are increasing it to three hundred thousand. That is a twenty. That is that is about a twenty times increase in server power that they're going to have. So what they're what it may, what they made it sound like they're going to do is they are going to offload a lot of the work. Maybe not a lot of the work, but they're going to offload the the work of your system to these servers on the cloud. Now, obviously, in order to access these servers on the cloud. You're going to be able. To, you're going to have to connect to them using the internet. Right. A series of tubes used to share information between computers. I've heard that it is a series of tubes. Right. So, and and the thing is that they never explicitly came out and said, "All right, we need your system needs to be connected to the internet." They never said that. But when they come out and say, "Hey, a lot of the power, like a lot of the power of this system, gets offloaded to the cloud," you know, to render some of these graphics, to whatever, like logically you kind of have to make the conclusion that it needs to be connected to the internet to do that right right i uh this whole online thing is it's interesting to me so you and i pretty much at this point in our lives consider games uh, a bit disposable would you say like you pick up a game, you play it, you don't like it, you sell it, you know, maybe you play it for a bit, maybe you, you get rid of it, that kind of a thing, you know? Like, you sold your Super Nintendo at some point, right? Yeah, it was the worst decision I ever made. But yes, I did do that. Yeah, but then that's a bit of an exception, of course. Um, but there are people, like our friend Blake, who was in an earlier episode of the podcast uh, reviewing a Resident Evil DS game, um, he's the kind of gamer who keeps every video game he has ever owned religiously and will go back and play through them again and, and things like that. So my question about the Xbox One is 25 years from now, if you decide to pick, you know, dust it off and hook it up and play a game, can you not do that unless you're on the internet? If the internet exists? If Skynet hasn't blown it up yet? Well, I think it's safe to say that I, I think it's it's pretty safe to say that whatever r- rendering stuff or, or like whatever the system is doing in the background, twenty five years from now is not going to be able to do that. So whether that means that games can be played, I mean that's that's something that we haven't heard about yet. But the, whatever whatever they're talking about this offloading stuff, that's probably not going to be available in the future. Th- that's what I'm saying. Like ten, even fifteen years from now. Are you going to be able to pull your Xbox One out of the closet, hook it up, and play a video game? And we don't know, because they haven't said whether you can play these video... Like, these games that are going to be offloading offloading some of the work to the cloud, they have not said whether you can still play those games if you are not connected to the cloud. Right. So, that 
bothers me. And we're still getting to the point that I think is the biggest problem with this whole press conference. But continue. Oh, okay. I thought we see. I thought we left the press conference. All right. So we're so we're there. So my biggest problem with this press conference is that there were a lot of questions coming in because there were a lot of rumors around this system. Oh, right. And Microsoft did absolutely nothing to address these rumors. They, there are so many questions that got left unanswered. And the, the answers were so muddy that like, like the, the details were so muddy that were given in this press conference that like nobody, nobody, people left like they felt like they didn't know anything when they left. And then to make matters worse, when some of the, the legitimate press tried to get in there and start asking questions, they got differing answers from different individuals within the Microsoft organization. Yeah, that I did hear about. Yeah, and so like, and so like you've got, you've got a group of, of hardcore gamers, and, and let's be honest, that's what, really that's who this press conference was for, was for oh, yeah. the hardcore gamers. They're going to see it first, they're going to start to disseminate that information to other people. Um, you know, like, like it was for us. Like we came in with a bunch of these questions, we got none of them answered. We got nothing answered. But we still don't know. I mean, to this point, the the best answer that has been given about online connectivity with this system is that it has to be connected at least once a day. What the fuck does that mean? That doesn't that doesn't mean anything. Like, don't feed him after midnight. What does yeah. that even mean? Like, yeah. does that mean before 5 a.m., before right. 6 a.m.? Yeah, like, really, though, the answer was it has to be connected at least... It needs to be connected at least once every 24 hours. Well, like, what time of that 24 hours? Like, the same time every 24 hours? It just... It doesn't... There wasn't... There wasn't any specificity to anything. It was just all these, like, sweeping generalizations that made it really hard to get excited for this system because it's like, well, what... Like... There's all these there's all these things that could be so wrong with this system. Are True. they wrong? I have no idea because you haven't told me anything. So that is by far I think the biggest problem with this press conference is just there was a general lack of information. I I agree. Uh I would really like to I mean E3 is a couple weeks away. It so is. it's it's not that far away. I agree. So I It's like on the one hand yeah, that really sucks. They kind of dropped the ball. But on the other hand, you e- know... E- E3's coming up. Yeah, you know, they A, they have to save something for it, and and B, they have to save something for it. It's like, you know, from a, from a general strategic point of view, they could afford to screw up because they know that two weeks later, you know, th- this almost, from their standpoint, made the most sense Let's take what we think is the most compelling information about the system, put it out there, and see what happens. And that gives them three full weeks to gauge the exact reaction from the gaming community and from the general public. And gives them time to be able to address every single one of those issues at E3. I think they're really just using the internet as a test market. Well, you better hope so, because the general response to this press conference... is pretty negative. Is, and it's not 100% across the board, but it's close. I mean, it is, it's, it's very negative. It's yeah. very negative. Like, it is overwhelmingly negative. Yeah. So, it's just, it, it just feels like, it feels like they, I don't know, it, it seems like Microsoft right now, you know, 
continuing to charge for, for for gold for requiring this connection and keep in mind PS4 hasn't mentioned anything about requiring connection they could very well as well but but it wasn't their spot to lose it was Microsoft's spot to lose because they were in front yeah so, so they didn't need to really address that like the PlayStation didn't really need to address that but it could very well be an online system as well we don't know um, that's true uh, but it just it like this charging for Xbox Live still um, the the failure to address any of the concerns that people have been talking about for months it just smacks of this hubris this arrogance that that pisses me off <laughs> like don't don't expect me to buy your system and continue to be willing to pay $50 a month to get online. Like, I don't think I'm willing to do that anymore. I don't know. I I have to see, you know, a, a little bit about third-party support for both of these systems, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be pretty similar to what it is this generation. And if it is, and if I can get 95% of the games on both systems, I'm going to pick the one that I don't have to pay extra money for to right. play the games online. Especially when the architecture is so similar. That makes sense. The architecture is very similar. Um, I uh, agree. Like, you really, just, really don't like Microsoft. Uh, it's, well, it's in the not so much. Area. That, it's not so much that. I mean, like I said, the actual press conference didn't really have a problem with it till the end, and I realized that there's they didn't they didn't tell me anything. They didn't tell me anything. They told me that EA has a partnership with them, but EA is going to continue to release stuff on other systems. So like, I don't really care about that. I mean it. And that was like a big thing for them. The NFL is going to is going to have a big partnership with them. They spent a lot of time on that. Guess what? I watched the NFL on TV at home on my cable box. Right. So I like that's not again, that's not important to me. They tell me about all this great TV functionality they're going to have with the Xbox. Guess what? I've got a cable box. I don't need that in my system. So you you break it down and the stuff that I'm really excited about is the games portion of it and you spend 15 minutes on games. Some of that is spent with an EA executive telling me about all the great sports stuff. I'm not a huge sports gamer. Don't really care about that all that much. Right, me neither. Um, and then you show some first-person shooters. You know I'm not a huge first-person shooter fan. That's not really my thing. Right. So it's hard for me to get excited about that. So, like, what am I left with after this press conference? I'm left with a bunch of questions as to, like, hey, do I... Like, if I go buy a game at midnight... And, you know, now we're going to get into, like, su- super stupid specific circumstances. But they're, right. I think they're legitimate. But, like... If I go buy a game that I'm super excited about and I try to go on and authenticate this game on your server because that's what I have to do to install the game and your servers are down or they're busy because everybody else is also trying to install this game and I end up not being able to play this game, I'm going to be pissed off. That's going to piss me off. Agreed. That's going to piss anybody off. I like like SimCity did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and granted, that's an always online game. That's a different thing. Mm. Authenticating once is a different thing than having to be connected all the time. And I understand that. Um, there's cer- one is certainly more prohibitive than the other. Yeah. Um, but, but the point is, is like if I have to authenticate, even if, I've got to, if I have to authenticate once to play this game, uh, if I can't do that, I'm going to be really pissed. Because I, I want the game to f***ing work when I go to my system to play the game. And that's how I feel about video games. I feel like you should be able to buy a video game console, hook it up to a TV, put in a game... And f***ing play it. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 simple. That's what you do. I, I uh, guess except for circumstances where like you're playing an MMO, where it specifically is centered around being sure. online for that experience. Sure, that makes sense. Well, I guess what I was trying to say with um, with the whole Microsoft's got time thing is 
despite everything you just said, for me personally, you know, I don't think that they. I think I th- first of all, I think the game video games are video gamers are very un- very entitled. Um, the gamers as a whole haven't been happy about anything that any of the big three have done in the last few years. People, I mean, overwhelmingly negative response about Microsoft's presser, great. Everyone made fun of and belittled the PS4 presser. When Wii U was announced, that was a firestorm of hate on the internet, you know, like, oh, it's just the Wii in HD, oh, blah, 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 you know, like, it's really weak, all this other stuff. You know, E3 last year, you remember everybody was nitpicking all the conferences there. It's, it's like, gamers aren't really going to be happy pretty much no matter what you do. I don't think, honestly. Yeah, that could be. I mean, to a degree. Maybe if Microsoft had come out and been like, hey, here's an exclusive new Halo game and here's four IPs and shown like an hour of game footage, then maybe. But I don't I don't see anything they could have done pleasing everyone. So for me, you know, I'm watching the first half hour and I'm seeing this guy say, Xbox on, watch TV, go home, multitask. And he's voice commanding his, his Xbox One to do all this cool stuff that I've never seen before. And Wait, I'm the think- first Xbox? No, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm thinking Minority Report. To me, that was a win. And to me, like, yes, afterwards a lot of the questions came up. And now I, I'm really, really, really not happy about this online deal that they're, they got going on. But... I am going to reserve judgment for E3. I'm, I'm going to say, for me personally, I don't think Microsoft will have dropped the ball unless they drop the ball at E3. And I, I personally think that the entire, um, the the entire performance of this announcement and the, the you know the the initial launch of the Xbox One and this whole deal, I think that's firmly going to be cemented at E3. Yeah, I mean, well, well, we'll definitely see. I just, I, I think it. Again, I think there were there were so many questions about this system. Yeah. Be, it, uh, just because of the rumors that that people had heard. Yeah. And they, they, it just felt like they did nothing to quell any of these rumors, quell any of these concerns. So I, I think that's the biggest problem is that they just they didn't address they didn't address people's concerns. And because of that, you think that this was a failure. I do. I do yeah. because now they have to endure three to four weeks of, of pretty bad press. Sure, I can see that. I can see that. But again, like I said, this also helps them prepare. Sure. They can, they can look at this press and they can be like, all right, here are the top 20 things people are super pissed about. Let's address every single one of them in our presser, be crystal clear, and then we're good to go. And then they've and- got six months to market this. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, I, I and I, I agree. I mean, you, you have to reserve judgment for the systems until E3. And I, I, I certainly have not made up my mind on these systems yet. I mean, I want to see what's happening at E3, but, like, I can certainly tell you where I'm leaning just based on these first two pressers. I can tell you where you're leaning, too. You're leaning Sony. Yeah, very much so. So, I, I mean, like, I just, again, it, it just, it, Microsoft just, again smacks of hubris to me so and that pisses me off I, obviously you, you I gotta say you have mentioned how much you dislike the fact that you have to pay for Xbox Live in 
so many of our episodes. And, and you know, the reason really why I say that is because there are alternatives to it that you don't have to pay for. Right. And you have a certain... And, and, and the, the other thing is, is you've got a service like, like uh, PS Plus, which I am not a member of. But PS Plus is a pay service that the PlayStation offers that gives you instant access to a lot of games. Yeah. F- f- that comes with the service. And then gives you discounts on downloadable titles. Like, it seems like such a better deal to me. You know, it's an awesome deal. I thought about getting a subscription. Yeah, so I... And, and it's just, it's the fact that people are still willing to pay for live to be able to play games when there is an alternative service that is decent. And I will say that the it does not have as good of an infrastructure as live does. Live is set up very well. It's like the I, the idea of making parties jumping into different games with parties is it's great. Like all that stuff is great. Um, but there is an alternative that is free. And I, I guess that's my, that's the, the thing that pisses me off is that people don't realize that. Yeah. And steam steam is free. Steam is also free. That's true. If you want to do that. So, and the Wii is free. Don't forget, we got a third a third party here. Sure, but we're talking about consoles at this point, right? I mean, we're talking <laughs> like we're talking like, and I'm not saying the PC is not a console. No, I not, said the Wii. Sure, right? But we're, I was, I guess, I was referring to the PC there. Okay, like, we're yeah, we're we're referring to consoles, and while the PC is certainly a gaming console, I mean, let's be honest, I use my PC more than anything else right now. Yeah, uh, to play games on, it is not traditionally thought of as a gaming console. Right. So. I don't know. We'll see what happens. The I, just the the point is, is I, I feel like there wasn't enough information given at this thing. Um, they could have done a much better job at conveying information. And then when they cross their signals in terms of the answers that they give to questions people have after the press conference is done, that's not a good sign either. Yeah, that was a very bad thing. You've got to have one voice. They get. I mean, they should have. Just, I mean, just as a corporation. As any company in the world would do, video games or otherwise, you gotta have one united voice. Otherwise, it's really bad PR. Shit hits the fan. It's bad. Right. Um, so anyway, um, there you go. I, I'm gonna reserve judgment. I know you are condemning um, Microsoft tentatively, and for me, this is gonna be the first true console war I will have participated in ever. Yeah, because I mean, the, well, really, the only—I don't know—the only, the only real console war that wasn't already decided uh, when we were growing up was was SNES and Genesis, and that was like a legitimate console war. But you know, the PlayStation won so outright when the PlayStation came out, and then the PlayStation Two came out and just dominated everything as well. So like, there wasn't, there hasn't been a console war in a while. Well, yeah, and when I when I think console war, I don't just think in terms of nationally and in terms of you know total sales. I think in terms of in the home personally, like I'm having a console war with myself. What sure. system am I going to buy? Growing up, I didn't participate in a console. I never felt the console wars because I never even thought of Sega ever, ever. I never touched a Genesis except for a couple at friends' houses. But I, you know, for the most part, it was Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64. I even avoided PlayStation for as long as I could because I was pissed at Sony for stealing Final Fantasy from Nintendo. 
Right. Um, so, you know, for me, I was very much a traditionalist. I didn't get a PS... I never owned a PS2, actually. Um, think about that. You know, the the that had the highest circulation of any console in history, I believe. Uh, I never owned a PS2, ever. Um, you know, I got a 360 pretty substantially after the fact. Ended up getting a PS3, just happened to get one from a, a girlfriend at the time a couple years later because Final Fantasy thirteen came out. So there was never any point where I, where I sat down and I said, which one of these consoles can I get? And this holiday season, I'm only going to be able to afford one console because I'm spending a lot of money this summer. <laughs> and If either of them. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. I mean, who knows? Who knows what they're going to cost? Well, not either any of the three because I don't have a Wii U yet and I might want one. Oh, that's so, true. I agree. Straight up, this is across the board. This holiday season, I have to decide personally. Wii U, PS, fucking, I almost said PS One. Damn it! This is what I'm talking about. Wii U, Xbox One, or PS Four. Like straight up, I have no idea which one of the three I'm gonna get. So it'll be interesting. Well, we'll just have to see. Yeah. I mean, again, we, you know, I'm sure we'll talk after E3, and we'll. Oh, we'll definitely talk after E3 right. and see what's going on there. It's exciting. It is. Yeah. So there you go. I hope, listener, that you are um, satiated with the amount of conversation that we just had. I, I certainly am full. Is that is that what? Of <laughs> I'm full of <laughs> I know. That, I knew that. I knew that. Um, oh, oh, hey, I've also been updating our Tumblr page quite a bit recently uh, in preparation, in anticipation for this episode. So for the return, yes, for the return. So uh, go ahead and follow videogamepodcast.tumblr.com because we've got some really fun stuff up there. I've been posting a lot of funny videos and video game music covers and Final Fantasy fan and, art and I don't know. And that's where all our podcasts go. Yes, and well, obviously, also where our podcasts go. Um, so that's a good thing. But um, no, there's some cool stuff on there too. So check it out. In uh, you know, Yahoo just bought Tumblr, so maybe that's good or something. Or bad. Who knows? Bad, whatever. Um, but yeah, and for uh, ongoing video game commentary and news, uh, follow us on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Producer Cody. And I am at Each Play Game. Yeah. Which is much more relevant to this podcast title. So there you go. But yeah, we'll be back in a week or two um, with some more stuff. Have you played a lot of new games lately? Mm, not really new. But I have definitely played games. Okay. All right. Yeah, we'll get to we'll get into some stuff next time. I, I mean, I haven't really touched much since Bioshock Infinite, and we need to talk about the ending to Bioshock Infinite because we never got around to doing that. That's true. We have to spoil that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's well, it's been a couple months now. So by now, the I mean, if you're into video games enough to be listening to this podcast, you've probably beaten Bioshock Infinite. But this is your warning. This is your warning shot. So you have the next couple weeks to finish it, and then all bets are off, all right? So we're going to spoil some stuff. Boy, I sure hope that, that people that have gotten interested in Bioshock Infinite have already beaten it, because it has been out for a while now. Yeah, and it was hella good. It was. Hella. I make cosplay as Booker, actually. That's a good cosplay. Well, I th- well he's blondish, and so, you know, there you go. Kind of haggard-looking. Yeah. Just just looks used. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's perfect for you. <laughs>